Chapter 33 Community Currencies by Christopher Dittmar Research and Degrowth and ICTA Institute of Environmental Science and Technology Autonomous University of Barcelona Money is conventionally defined through its three main functions a unit of account, a medium of exchange and a store of value. Currencies refer to the medium of exchange function. Community currencies or CCs are unconventional monies. For example, monies not being declared by any national government to be a legal tender. CCs are created for a range of different purposes. With varying connotations, they are also often referred to as alternative, complementary or local currencies. An attempt at a strict definition appears inadvisable, however, the terms refer to currencies that are mostly created by civil society and sometimes by public authorities circulating at subnational levels. Since the early 1980s, there has been worldwide experimentation with community currencies at a scale unparalleled since the Great Depression. The five most significant contemporary types are LETs, usually Local Exchange Trading System or SHIM, Time Banks, Hours, Barter Market Currencies and Convertible Local Currencies. Many of these have spread through the international green movement for which they embody green principles like smallest beautiful and grassroots economics. However, the ideological legacy of community currencies goes back at least to 19th century utopian socialists Owen and Proudhon's attempts to construct more progressive markets by means of monetary innovations. Contemporary experimentation with community currencies within the left can be understood as part of its reappraisal of market-based approaches in view of the failure of central planning in socialist countries. Community currencies are also favored by right-wing libertarians in the tradition of E.C. Riegel, though more likely by other names such as mutual credit systems. The relevance of community currencies to degrowth depends on what is meant by the latter. In one sense, degrowth can be thought of as an international departure from growth-based society meant to preempt further environmental destruction and human suffering. Alternatively, in the context of a long-term crisis of global capitalism, manifested as chronically deficient growth levels, a scenario that many degrowth advocates consider likely for the not-too-distant future, degrowth can be imagined as a socially equitable adaptation to a society without growth. Since contemporary experimentation with community currencies has taken place within the ordinary ups and downs of capitalism, the existing track record is of larger relevance to the former scenario than the latter. According to this track record, community currencies have not significantly facilitated any voluntary departure from the growth path. Their potential for purposive degrowth can be assessed with respect to four criteria which are among the most common motivations for setting up and participating in community currency systems. Community building, that is, the resurrection and improvement of local social networks advancing alternative values mediated through economic exchange, that is, challenging mainstream values regarding race, class, gender and nature, facilitation of alternative livelihoods, where larger self-determination over productive activity weakens the imperative to seek employment irrespective of its environmental consequences, and eco-localization, that is, the ecologically and politically motivated localization of networks of production and consumption. 
a recent review of the academic literature on LETS, time banks, hours and convertible local currencies found that the basis for advocating them as tools for purpose of degrowth was very weak, judging by their performance with respect to these four criteria. The relevance of community currencies to degrowth in the second sense is more speculative, as there is no precedent for a long-term crisis of capitalism. Existing experience does suggest that community currencies may have a role to play in situations where increased restrictions on popular access to conventional money generate widespread unmet needs together with idle productive capacities. The usefulness of barter currency networks to millions of Argentinians during the crisis of 2001-2002 to is the outstanding case in point. However, these networks were largely based on the second-hand exchange of domestic possessions of the middle class, accumulated in previous years of relative wealth, and the networks were overwhelmed and collapsed partly because this spare capacity had become exhausted. Fortunately, important welfare policies were introduced by the government at this stage of the crisis. The mitigation of a more long-term crisis in which weaker welfare policies may be expected would require a much larger positive impact on a broader productive sectors than achieved by the Argentinian barter currencies. A major challenge to the adoption of community currencies by formal productive sectors is the problem of overcoming the contradiction between the increased access to resources that comes with large-scale circulation and the difficulties of currency management. Worldwide, community currencies have only escaped this contradiction to a limited extent through backing the money supply with conventional money, an unworkable solution in a situation of monetary drought. In Argentina, the large-scale currencies that had served the overwhelming majority of participants collapsed in hyperinflation from bad monetary management, combined with widespread forgery. As this illustrates, large-scale monetary systems require vast amounts of financial and organizational resources and it may be generalized that stable ones have historically been the work of states. See also public money. This leaves little scope for the maintenance of materially significant currency systems in a position of resistance against the state. However, in Argentina, some smaller networks were able to continue despite the collapse of the larger ones. But by then, the worst phase of the crisis was over, so these networks were useful only to a few people, often for social rather than economic reasons. Perhaps in a long-term crisis, such smaller networks could play a more lasting role. Their potential for democratic management in contrast to unaccountable large-scale networks will sustain the attraction to many degrowth advocates. In a scenario of long-term crisis of capitalism, in which large populations were left to fend for themselves, superfluous to the interest of governments and capitalists, community currencies could become especially useful.